if that means you got to sell some Bitcoin in order to achieve your goals, do it. Bitcoin is not your master. Bitcoin is what frees you from masters. You know? Another one, another good one. Nice. Oh my God, I'm so good. I'm going to put that at the beginning of the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly why Bitcoin. I'm your host. My name is Jeff, coming to you from the floor of my basement, joined with my wonderful co-host, Doug. Doug, how are you doing? Good day, sir. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Could you tell that I'm lying on the floor and I no longer have a computer desk or chair? Or wow. can you not tell? Uh, uh, you sound a little softer, actually. Yeah, and that's okay. In a nice way. Okay. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. Why? Why are you on the floor? I sold it. I sold everything, man. The the, the desk is gone. The chair is gone. I just have my computer on the floor. I'm up and oh. leaving, and I'm I've really gone into this minimalist life. You would think I was a. Nineteen-year-old kid just in his first college dorm. The way my house is decorated right now, but it's peaceful. Okay, all right. <laughs> we literally got rid of everything, dude. Okay, yeah. So I just want—I was curious if you could tell or not, but I'm going to get into that later when I talk about my escape. Uh, how are you doing? You feeling good? You had a good week. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went on a, went on vacation with the boys. Spent uh, spent about five days out on the Mississippi. At this little um, little Airbnb and played some video games, did a lot of cooking and late night bonfires and just kind of totally chilled out. It was really really nice. So were you right were you right on the water where you were? Yeah, actually, uh, there's actually a little island near Lacrosse that has oh, like a town on it. Okay. And uh, so like the Mississippi goes on either side of the island, obviously, and then. Um, so yeah, we we managed to snag an Airbnb that you could walk down right to the. It's like sort of like a shallower side of the river, but it was still water, so it was cool. That was dope, man. It was, it was yeah. really good. Yeah, it I'm was excited. very relaxing. Uh, there was a um, a murder hobo house underneath, which was interesting. What like, does that mean? Well, this place clearly they had bought it and are trying to renovate as they go, but it is uh, it's quite literally on its last legs man like and the underneath of the like the upper stair upstairs is all kind of good uh but there's a um an underneath that like a basement that you can only access from a door on the outside mm -hmm. and when i got there i was you know just kicking around checking out my environment for the next five days and uh the door was open so i just kind of peeked my head in and i swear dude, i was like nah this is like the blair witch project people, man i am not died down there. yeah you know i was like okay. nah i'm not uh i'm not going in there because i'm gonna roust some hobo and he's gonna like shank me or something i'm like nah 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 i'm out of this and then just uh above my, this. yeah and then we slept above that for like five days but then uh so then my buddies came in and i'm like you guys gotta see this this is ridiculous and like the wall uh at the was like caving in and like it was being held up with timbers and shit and two by fours and the, the toilet downstairs had clearly backflowed at some point and like 
nobody bothered to clean it up like it was genuinely yeah. not cool wonderful yeah yeah. Nice. yeah yeah so but otherwise as we you know Other like that. a lot of things if you can just put it out of your mind you can go ahead and enjoy something else so there that's what we did yeah as long as you had good food and sat mm-hmm. by a fire man that's a oh yeah my buddy my buddy made um ramen from scratch you ever had ramen no you never had ramen I haven't had very many things, man. We are very boring food people. We are not foodies in, in any sense does, of the word. Does Canada have like good cuisine? Oh, people like people like food. It's just me and my wife are both very like we just will eat to sustain our life, and that's it. Oh, we don't eat right. for. We're those kind of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, those kind of. It's why I'm looking at the carnivore diet. Like, I see all these guys. All they eat is steaks, and then that's it. And I'm like, I, I, I would I did love it for to do that. I could probably, awesome. I could pull that off for a while. But I just don't know how you fund that lifestyle now. Have that you was seen my prices, own, dude. That that's my issue. But I mean, if it's all you're buying, say even if you buy like what's like a nice cut of meat, like a tenderloin or whatever. Yeah, tenderloin. Yeah. So say you even spend a hundred and ten dollars on one of those, would that be like a lot? Yeah, no, I just bought a tenderloin for like 35 bucks. And that's, okay, so that's then a you full s- strap there. So Yeah, so you split that into a week. You just take a slice of it a week or one day a week, you're golden. You know, it's really only like 10 bucks know, a I'd day. I have to eat a lot of fucking... Can you eat bacon on this carnivore diet? Yeah. Is any, it just any, any meat? meat? Yeah, I, most of the guys that I see... Or no, some of them do one meal a day. Some of them just have a steak for lunch and a steak for dinner. Some guys just do bacon, I'm sure. I don't, I don't know, know man. man. Like I could do it for a while. You know, I did keto for a while and stuff and it was going pretty good, but after a while, dude, you just like You know Safe Dean is on this, eh? I, I I would I mean, I believe it. I it's not that I don't think it works or anything else. It's just that I think like from my standpoint, like man, I love a good, you know, baked potato with my steak or yeah, you know, like or like yeah, yeah, just what yeah, I am. I'm kind of a foodie, so, you know. Like I said, I could do it for a while. Maybe, maybe if you were allowed like a cheat day or something. I don't know how it works. So I've never really. Looked I mean, into it's your it. life. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I know, but if you're trying to get the benefits of something, right, and yeah. then, and then you stop doing it, like once you can, you know, it's like keto. If you just go off a of keto, you, you totally screwed yourself. You got to start all over again. You know, so really. I don't know. I've yeah. never, I've never done a diet before, except for trying to do this carnivore thing once. Other than that, I've never put myself on like a food schedule right right right. yeah so i just i'm curious as to uh, whether or not the carnivore diet has like has that same kind of thing where it's like do it and then you get going with it and if you stop doing it or if you take a cheat day or whatever then you totally screw it up like Hmm. that that would seem like it would seem really expensive to me to be able to to just screw it all up you know yeah we can ask around and find out. Anybody that's listening and hasn't seen this before, this oh, is that like, could be the. It's a common. It's a common be, Bitcoiner thing, right? It's pretty. It's pretty common. Should it be the what? Sorry, I was gonna say maybe we should do like a question of the week regarding it. Unless you have a question of the week, which we didn't do uh, last no. week because we had Foss on. But no, I forgot about the question of the week. Okay, question of the week. Okay, How would I'm we phrase this? Hmm. What's your question? What is your favorite Bitcoin diet? How about that? <laughs> How many Bitcoin diets are there? I don't know. There's keto. Well, have, you know, it's no, a better you know question. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that they like they they're really big into like intermittent fasting. You know, here this is a better question I want to ask. Okay. Not a better question, but a different question. Okay. Has has since being in Bitcoin has it 
changed your perspective on how you want to treat your body. Ah, there you go. Since being in Bitcoin, has it changed your personal health outlook? Yeah, because it seems like that's a common thing. And then you tell somebody that's not into Bitcoin that and they're like, how is that even possible? Right. Why is, why just, is money is, why is money changing how you suddenly view yourself? It's crazy, right? So if yeah. you don't get that, keep digging or maybe we'll talk about it later. Maybe we will. Okay. All right. So guys, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you can go ahead and answer that question below. And I think we had a comment, actually. Did you? Well, I had a I had a comment of the week that I wanted to talk about. No, no, but we actually excited. had a comment on an episode. Uh, I didn't I look. I didn't look. We yeah, should have had this prepared ahead of time. No. Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, just... so guys, if you want to, you can comment uh, to us at... I'm on Twitter at YBitcoinJ. You are? Uh, bearded Hoddle, at Bearded Hoddle. And together, we are at YBitcoin underscore. So we're, we'll comment on... If you ever want to get a hold of us, that's where we are. Or you can uh, hit us on our gmail at uh, askwhybitcoin at gmail.com and what else do we have oh and we have whybitcoinpodcast.com where you can find all our previous episodes the latest of which we had greg foss on really fun time really cool guy to talk to so if you want to check out our past episodes go to whybitcoinpodcast.com okay dude i bought you a lot of time there yeah you didn't i found it look at us god we're getting so good at this professionalism so two episodes ago season two episode 12 we asked, what is the most fiat thing you've come across since discovering Bitcoin? And a guy named Poop responded, okay. taking out a loan to buy a pizza. Check out the scammy <laughs> Zilch app. Have you seen that? Yeah, dude. I saw, I saw that come up on my uh, Twitter feed. There, I think it's Domino's is opening financing for pizza. Yeah, There's you're actually going to finance a pizza pie, dude. Like That, that is pretty fiat man did you click on the link i didn't click on it i almost kind of don't believe it now that i'm saying it back it, it must have been a joke right i wouldn't doubt if i did not click on it actually because this is i should. i heard about it while i was on vacation i'm like you know okay. what i'm not gonna get involved I'm just <laughs> i don't even want to know yeah. i'm just gonna chill man i'm not gonna get my blood blood pressure up you know what i mean yeah could you imagine yeah like a pizza please okay that's gonna be uh 40 for two pizzas okay i'm gonna give you five dollars every week for the next i don't know especially for dominoes like that's not i don't get i mean i don't want to get into the who's got the best shitty pizza but it's like it's a shitty pizza you know what i mean like that why would you finance that that seems crazy this is what poor people buy shitty food and then if you can't even afford shitty food it's fucking rough man yeah but the fine oh it's just it is peak fiat you know, it, it is, is peak true. Fiat, yeah. It is peak good, fiat. Good call. What was his name? Poop. Okay, right on. Poop. That's great. Thanks, Poop. And great name. That's a, that a great name. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. Okay. <laughs> I have another. I have another comment that I was excited about because uh, we always. I've always wanted to open the show with a comment, and here we are, seventy-nine thousand episodes later. We got our comment. <laughs> uh from fr- dude i was stoked i was stoked i was like hey somebody listen to the show this is cool uh so for at frito 2x said i enjoyed this discussion to us i disagreed with both about ross you uh it's not okay ross albright it's not okay to be evil because the state is evil but it's also not okay to blame people providing a service for what others do with that service good talk though so and this again was from was uh 
episode freedom yeah 13 oh was this oh that's right that's right episode 12 episode 12 so that's two episodes ago okay but either way i was excited to see this made made me feel good and yeah i mean it's okay not to agree with either of us my opinion's changing all the time too i still am trying to i just think everybody should be free that's why i want ross free but my opinion changed like i'm easily i'm not easily swayed but i i take everybody's opinion and really think about it like even yours you're like well i think you did so it's okay not to agree with me. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. Well, I'm always right, so you should just agree with me. So that's fine. Yeah, that's what you would say. That's fine, yeah, though. That's fine. That's okay. it works. So. <laughs> I, but anyways, I thank you. What was what was yeah. your name again? Thank you, Frito. Uh, Frito, F- thank you. F-R-I-T-O-2-X. Very cool of you to uh, shout at us. Appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, shoot. Next thing I want to... Go touch for it. on did you listen to <laughs> oh God, are you the mark the cuban thing oh yes, the cuban Lord. and mark thing uh, yeah. the mark cuban and preston thing listen i don't want to get too into it there's just one one thing that preston said that had me crying on the floor laughing that was just wonderful and then the other i'll, I'll say that in a second the most interesting thing about it though actually is that if you look at the comments and stuff if you ever want to wonder how early we are in Bitcoin, there's more people agreeing that Mark did a good job defending himself. I was like, what? They're like, oh, yeah, see, he really knew how to deal with those maxis. I'm like, oh, my God, he was a complete idiot up there. Like, it was embarrassing. I wouldn't show my face again if I was him. And yeah. some people are like, oh, yeah, Mark really knew what he was doing. So for those that don't know, um, who was it Preston Pitched or Pitch that Preston invited him Pitch. on? Uh, no, and I think it was just a pleb opened up a spaces, invited Preston, and then invited Mark. So we'll okay. have to find that guy and have him on. Yeah, that's okay. pretty cool. So anyways, um, Mark Cuban, if you don't know who Mark Cuban is, God bless you, because that's awesome. You don't need to know who Mark Cuban is. Listen, man, that's not fair. What? That's not fair. What Are, do you mean? I, I'm a big fan tell, of... Um, tell me how anybody's life is made better by knowing who Mark Cuban is. I'm a big fan of Shark Tank and Shark Tank and Dragon's Den, and I always appreciated all of those guys. And I'm actually going to bring one of them up later in the show. But listen, they figured out the fiat world, whether they're dumb or smart, whatever they are, they figured it out. So mm-hmm. you have to respect them for at least playing the game the right way. You, uh, but, no, no, because again, I don't, I, I don't like the game. Well, you know? yeah, no, but. So that's like saying, I, I I don't know, man. No, I just, I can't, I can't, because the the game is enslaving people. (laughs) Like that's not, I don't want to, you know. Well, I wouldn't, I don't think Mark directly enslaved people. No, but that's the game. And so what you're saying is you're suggesting that, well, he knows, he knows certainly how to, to acquire that fiat. And, and then, uh, I don't think it's fair to say fiat is slavery. I guess it kind of is. I, no. listen, listen, if you are encouraging people to go into debt and you hold that debt, I mean, you know, it. people want to say that's an extreme take and I've gotten flack for that before, but I think it is, man. You know, so you don't think investors should exist at all. You can't say that. No, no, this is, this is not, no, I'm saying, I'm saying if you like venture capitalists, if, if this. Well, the venture capitalists, that's their money. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. But if you yeah. are encouraging young men and women to go into debt with credit cards, to go into debt with um, college loans and mortgages and car loans, and then you 
offer them, you know, you, you tell them, okay, you're going to go to college and you're going to spend 50 to a hundred thousand dollars or $200,000, whatever the number is. And then you're going to make 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a year for the rest of your life. And you're always going to be in debt. Like it, you just basically, we, we slap chains on these people called debt. And then on top of that, the fiat system prints off a bunch of money and it devalues anything that they could possibly save. That smells a lot like indentured servitude to me, which is just another way of saying slavery. So I don't know, man. I okay, think anybody I, that's good at playing that game. And I, I mean, this is kind of what I was trying to say to, to Greg Foss last week. What you just said. There's a big, I, well, I, you know, it's funny because I tried to tried to get Foss to talk about it last week. And he literally said, I don't want to touch that subject. Yeah, so. but no, I need to I need to interject for one second. You can't equate what the billionaires on Dragon's Den and the social system of going to school is. It's two different things. Most no, most I know, of those but, guys but they're all part you, of the same system. Yeah, but most of them would tell you, "Fuck school, go be an entrepreneur, get your money." That's what like that's why you hear a lot of people that said, "Fuck the school system, I'll just go make a business." I don't. I right. appreciate that mentality, but that's not what Mark did. Uh, he, yeah, I don't know exactly what he did. He made some sort of software. He thing made some sort of it. software and then apparently Yahoo overpaid for it or something like that or whatever. I don't know, but just, just saying, well, he knows how to play the game. That's the only thing I'm taking issue with. Really. I have no problem with people being wealthy. I think that's good and important. And, and it's the outcome of a, you know, capitalist system, which I am pro capitalism. So, you know, I just don't like people who play the system because those are the people like, a Zuckerberg or a, a Bezos that they get laws passed in their favor so that they don't have competition or, well, you know what I mean? A, there's a gap between Bezos and Zuckerberg and Cuban and then the people that are actually creating fiat, like the people that work at the Fed and whatever. There's a difference between those two types of people. It's all the same mentality to me, though, man. You know? Okay, like, yeah, I like guess it's the same mentality. Mark, Mark is, you know, so Zuckerberg, or, or, whatever, Zuckerberg or, or, um, Bezos, they'll get a law passed that will in ensure they, that they win. Right. Or like Google or whatever, you know, yeah. they, they basically, you know, uh, was it, uh, section two thirty or something like that gives, gives, uh, YouTube and Google and Twitter, they all get a pass when it comes to publisher versus, you know, editor or whatever. Uh, and Mark Cuban is like, Hey man, Doge is awesome and you should definitely buy Doge and I have a bunch of Doge and my my Mavericks are taking Doge and it's like but that will hurt people. You're using yeah. the system to hurt people to pack your bags. That is fair. all it's all part of the same thing to me. To be fair though, how you must not have, did you not catch the part where Preston <laughs> called him out on that? Because everybody's saying Mark's a scammer for pushing Doge and then Preston says to him, he's like, uh, oh, you actually believe in this. You actually think what you're saying is the truth. You don't know what you don't know. He's like, I, I didn't, I, I really didn't think you were doing this, but I can tell you're being sincere of how like f ignorant he is basically and not knowing and understanding Bitcoin at all. So that was one funny thing that Preston said. And then the, <laughs> the other funny thing he said was, uh, so Mark, yeah, I, just to clear things up, I'm on your side. Like, f these guys are idiots. If, if you don't understand Bitcoin, do your work, figure that out, and then comment on it, not the other way around. That's why I don't like them. I just, uh, but yeah. So, so then, <laughs> okay, so the last thing I want to say about this 
is that uh, Mark uh, Preston talked about Dalio, and Mark's like, oh, yeah, I do edits for Dalio's uh, reports or whatever he does. And then I guess during the show, Preston must have messaged Ray Dalio. <laughs> oh, and no shit, like, really? Yeah, and then he's like, hey, Mark, Dalio says you're lying. <laughs> so he what did him, he say? He caught him in the lie during the show. I don't know, Mark just kind of brushed it off and changed the subject, but I was on the floor crying God. like imagine imagine saying oh yeah i helped that guy to get him where he is yeah no he just said you didn't do that at all he's <laughs> just like caught him in the lie right god that was great so go preston man if you're not following uh preston pish highly recommend he also has an absolutely awesome podcast called uh, the investors podcast you should listen to that preston's good stuff yeah he's he's pretty good people i like preston I'll give you that but yeah the one thing i i caught kind of the tail end of it and honestly like he tur- started talking and i just like i kept turning it off and then turning it back on again because it was just like yeah. so frustrating but i did catch the end when he was like how many people how many how many people were in this um this chat or this space or whatever? Yeah. and and somebody was like you know fifteen thousand, and he's like yeah see i think i did pretty good me against fifteen thousand. and it's like Dude, that's not even how this works, dude. Like, there's only 10 people talking at the most, including yeah. you. This but whole idea, was... oh, I'm, it's me against 15,000 people, and I held my own. Go bite me, you sanctimonious, <laughs> egotistical piece of garbage. God. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, I can't stand I can't stand him. I can't stand people like him, even. You know what I mean? Like, you, I think yeah. everybody knows somebody like that, where it's just like, my shit don't stink. I'm so awesome. And, like, they never stop beating that drum, and you're just like, nobody's that good bro like oh they just yeah people that are too egotistical is very annoying that actually we could probably touch on that in tonight's uh, question of the day there you go all right okay so that's enough about uh, all that silly stuff do you want me to jump into my uh yeah let's, ja- okay let's do it let's just just uh hey how about you go ahead and do Escapes communism. Yeah, go ahead and do that. (laughs) Okay, I will go ahead and do that. Guys, welcome to this week's edition of Jeff Escapes Communism. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, I'm currently uh, undergoing a move where I'm moving from Ontario, where things are getting pretty crazy, to Alberta, where hopefully I can buy some land and live off of it and try and figure that out (laughs) it's a pretty big switch but we're hoping that it's going to be okay okay so this week uh the one of the most exciting things that happened i was frustrated because i should have done this like at the beginning of the year i actually told you that i was going to was that i finally talked to my landlord about bitcoin which was nice and he said he was listening to the show so hey man if you're listening what's up um yeah, when I first started Bitcoin, I was convinced that I would just tell my landlord to get Bitcoin, tell my boss to get on Bitcoin, and then we would have our own Bitcoin economy and I wouldn't have to touch fiat anymore. I hounded my boss all year long. He's just now saying, yeah, maybe I'll put in a hundred bucks or something. I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, I never ended up getting a hold of my landlord. So I talked to him now and he was uh, kind of understood because he's like, why are you leaving? And I'm like, well, I'm leaving because... Ontario's going to shit. We kind of want to live like 
taxes in Ontario right now are 13%. I don't know if that's a lot or a little bit. It seems like it's just what I've always lived with. In Alberta, it's five, which is quite a lot less. Gas where I'm at right now to fill up my car, $1.46.9 for one liter, which I don't know if you can do the math on what that is in gallons, but I'm curious what you would no, think I, of that. I'm American. We we use freedom measurements. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Okay, so I don't know. It's a f- lot of money though for gas. It's crazy. So. Well, I mean, I just paid four dollars a gallon. So okay, so I should see what for. See if you can figure out how many liters in a gallon. I think it's three. Liters. So anyway, so. Uh, I, he asked, uh, he asked about Bitcoin. I was like, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. And then he, he asked me two very, uh, normal beginner questions. Question number one was, uh, what was this for? So what were you paying a liter? Uh, a dollar 46 or a dollar 47. So you're paying about five forty a gallon. That's crazy, right? That that's. That's California prices. That's it's actually, nuts. yeah, that's pretty, pretty. Well, I mean, actually, I think California is worse technically, but whatever. Still, $5 a gallon is pretty insane. It's insane, dude. It's stupid insane. Oh, God. And you know what? Let me, can we just touch on that for one second? Because the reason it's insane is because the people making the rules don't pay for their gas, they don't care yeah. what it costs. $5 a gallon hurts people that are just trying to get to work today. That's why it's so insane. So anyways, go on. So you're talking to your landlord. Yeah. So he asked me, he asked me two basic questions. I should have wrote them down. I'm just blanking right here for a second. He asked me, okay, how do I know that Bitcoin is the one that's going to succeed rather than um, all the other cryptocurrencies that are out there? So I feel like I answered this quick. Do you have any like quick answers to these questions yet because it was my first time trying to quickly answer because i didn't have much time to chat with them. what was the question again say it say it more distinctly so his question was there are so many cryptocurrencies how do i know that bitcoin is the one that will succeed well because none of the rest of them are designed to succeed (laughs) yeah i guess that's pretty succinct Mm -hmm. what i said was uh is because it came first and one of the most important things about a currency is that it needs to have a network effect so the fact that you know about bitcoin before any of the other ones just goes to show that its network effect is the biggest so once you study like once you look into network effects i think that's a major factor right yeah i don't know if i totally agree with that necessarily i think that i think because again i just stick with my answer right like satoshi satoshi wanted to design a thing that worked everybody else wanted to design a thing based on satoshi's work that would make them money that's i mean one was designed to work all the rest so far have just been designed to make money line somebody's pockets so i don't know that's true one was meant to save people the other ones were meant to save persons correct I mean, I suppose if maybe like a new type of encryption came out, you know, that was even better than SHA-256, and then that became a Bitcoin-like design, you know, like that that coin or whatever was a Bitcoin-like design, then you would have to worry about network effect, right? Like Bitcoin is so big versus this new one, would people switch over or whatever? But I think... I think things that are better speak for themselves and they don't necessarily have to worry as much about network effect. 
in the long it's term. Just, yeah, I mean, that's just one factor, right? I mean, right. it is a, it's one simple factor that people can understand, I think. Yeah, but and it then, is pretty important at this point right now. It is important that Bitcoin was first to the market because if let's, oh my, could you imagine if Vitalik somehow had come up with the first iteration, you know, and we had well, F first and then Bitcoin? Oh, yeah, I can't I don't even think imagine would, the damage that would have been done. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I'm sure that the thing is, is that there is lots of digital currencies that were trying to be made before Bitcoin, right? They just all failed because the main thing was that it could come down to one person and shutting down that one person. Right. So, yeah, Satoshi leaving is one of the most important parts of it, too. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why Bitcoin's going to succeed out of all the other ones. There's so it's, many answers. There's a lot of different facets. But, I, yeah, I, like I said, my quick and dirty would always, if that question were to come up, it was because because Bitcoin is designed to succeed and everyone else is not. It's designed <laughs> yeah. to do something else. Yeah, it's just a little bit, uh, I feel like that answer is a little bit pompous. Is that the right Do you think word? so? To somebody that doesn't know any better? Yeah, I try and think of this, like I try and think of myself being a skeptic, right? Like yeah, if somebody told me it's that... designed to succeed, it sounds kind of like what a pyramid salesman person Maybe, would say. but I mean, we all know, first, there is no You're right. quick and dirty I mean, answer. You know, yeah. like... But I think that's the most succinct answer because everybody knows, like, well, we know, right? But everybody who's in Bitcoin knows there is, you have to put the work in, you know? And so hopefully when, if I say something like that, hopefully the next question is, well, how is it designed to succeed mm-hmm. where everyone else is, you know? So then that, that would open up a larger discussion. Sure. But in terms of my yeah. quick and dirty answer, that's, that's what I would say. I like that. It's, it's it just sounds a little toxic too to somebody that has feelings. I get like, no fucks anymore about toxic. I know. It's, it's I can say things that are toxic yeah. very nicely. So and you can say absolutes. Look at you out here saying absolutes. <laughs> it is <laughs> it is designed to succeed and nothing else is. <laughs> All right. I mean, yep. You're right. How it's changed it. That's you funny actually. I did get you. Okay. His other. I just remembered what his other question was. The other simplest one. I just heard China banned it. And I was like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. You know that this well, is how did you answer hear. that one? Wait, should I, I said, give you how I would answer that one? And then you uh, will go yours. Okay. Yeah, sure. I would, I would just simply say that's like the fifth time or no, that's like the 12th time China's banned it. Yeah. So now what? That's what I said. I said, did you? Okay. China's, I said China's banned it every year. And also, so not only that, that should tell you that it doesn't matter if China bans it. And two, look at all the other things China's banned. China's banned Google and YouTube. <laughs> I mean, they're doing pretty good. So China banned. It's just so weird that that gets through to the people that don't know better. It's just, it's funny that those same FUD questions always come up. So, so maybe we'll work can I, on Can I springboard on that? Because you made me think of something I just ran into today, as a matter of fact. Yes, springboard. So, so my buddy was trying to orange pill someone. And it's funny because this guy supposedly knew, understood, quote unquote, crypto, like back in the day, like 10 years ago, and he got really burned by it. Right. So now my buddy is Bitcoin only like a good guy. And uh, and this other guy, they're in the same chat together, I guess. So my buddy was talking to a third person and saying, hey, man, now that you're like getting your life together and stuff, it's time to buy Bitcoin. He's kind of he's trying to orange pill this third guy. And then this other guy, the second, the first guy I was talking about, he, um, he starts like just going after my buddy, you know, 
because he's been burned by quote unquote crypto, right? So, mm-hmm. so one of the things, one of the fuds he he threw at my buddy was, well, what happens if they can't like get power or the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's the classic. And I'm just, it, and you know, my buddy answered the same way I did in response. It was, it, listen, if the internet goes down, if you're out of power, we all have bigger things to worry about. Like we're in a big, big hurting way, you know? So. It's just funny because, like, these people that are supposed to know better, ah, it's just, <laughs> ah. well, know better. But also, did you not ask every single one of these questions when you started? I did. I know yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's and so like, I'm not really, I'm not going after your your landlord or anything because those are legit. Like, they're they're they're, they're fair um, questions. They're, they're fair, fair questions. uneducated questions. You know, or yeah. ignorant questions, I guess. I don't want to call them uneducated. They're just ignorant on the topic. So yeah. I guess that's fine. But it's like, I guess I'm just getting to become an old Bitcoiner now. Like old and <laughs> I know, right? grizzled and like, oh, I've been there. I've seen, I've seen things, boy. Like yeah. I just, you know. We're about to get our one year patch, man. It's yeah, be dude. Dude, we got, oh, dude, that could be our first merch. We could get patches made. Our one-year patch, or one-year Bitcoin oh, that, army patch. Oh, that that is a good idea. Okay, yeah. let us know if you want to see those. I could make that happen pretty quick. Awesome. Um, yeah. So this last thing on uh, the landlord. The last thing I told him was like, "Listen, every this is the other annoying but crazy thing about Bitcoin is any question you can even possibly think up about how this thing fails has been already asked, and the answers are out there." And then that also you can say that and be like, well, I'll think of some way to break. And it's like, yeah, fine. That's what the rest of us are trying to do, too. We're trying to figure out how this thing doesn't work. So once you realize all your questions that you can think of are out there to be found, then you like that's where I'm at now. I'm always trying to find how this thing doesn't work because every question I can think of has been solved. (laughs) Yeah. And they've had 12 years to solve it, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, what if somebody comes up with a different version of Bitcoin? Well, then you have a fork and the best the best decision wins. You know, like yeah. it's not it's all of this stuff is so. I don't know. It's it's yeah. rudimentary to us now, I suppose. And like it's fun. It's fun to answer them. So what? How did how did it? How did you leave it with uh, with your well, landlord? So I told him uh, he left and I sent him links. So I sent him here. Check out the Jordan Peterson podcast. I said, check out our podcast. I sent him the link for ours and I sent him a link for the Bitcoin standard book to be like, this is a book that you should either download or buy and read. And then those nice. will answer a lot of your yeah, questions. That, well, yeah, I would definitely start with the, we'll start with our podcast, obviously for a couple yeah. of reasons. Number one, because I'm being self-serving. Number two, hi, uh, Jeff's landlord. Very cool for you to join us. Hope you did. Uh, but also, I do think we're a little more accessible than, let's say, like a Jordan Peterson or Safe Dean. Like they're they're accessible. Don't get me wrong, but like I do think we kind of lay a pretty good pleb Grand foundation. Board. You know, yeah, yeah. If I do say so myself, you know, we definitely are the stepping stone that people need. Because yeah, that's what happened to me. Like when it's like I went from what is Bitcoin a YouTube video to watching like a three hour podcast with Lex Friedman about like <laughs> the life and how everything on the internet works or something. So it, right. it got really deep really fast, but I was also psycho. 
Not yeah, and like the first the first video right you ever sent me, you sent me a video that well that I watched because you sent me a crap ton at the beginning. Um, <laughs> the first one I watched was basically like a, a primer on on how how Bitcoin actually works, like the like the mechanics of it, yeah, you know. Yeah, actually, and yeah. and for me, that really wasn't the sales point. Like I just assume that you know. If everyone's agreeing that this this mechanism works the way the mechanism works, then that's fine. Now tell me the reasons why I should care. Like that was the part that got to me. Like you need all of it. I agree with that now. You know, like read the white paper and stuff, but find out like if you're new oh, to so the space, find out what is what is important to you. Like what is driving the question? You know, like for me, the question was driven by the fact that the US printed 25% of all of its dollars last year. Like that scared the hell out of me. And so, so did I, you find that? Did you know that before or after the video I sent you? Um, that it happens in, like at the same time. So yeah. like I heard that actually it was Tim Pool. It was Tim Pool. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's a YouTuber. Yeah, uh, he put that out around the same time. Like I was watching his show around the same time. You were like pushing all this stuff on me and i was kind of like meh i don't know whatever but that statistic that was the statistic that literally like opened my eyes and i was like holy shit what is happening right now like how can this be a thing how can you how can you have a country that's 250 plus years old and it's been printing money this whole time and then in one year you print 25 percent of all the available dollars that's insane to me Right. Like that was my thought process. And then immediately my next thought was, I got to look at what Jeff's been talking about, because if this Bitcoin thing can fix this problem, then maybe you're on to something. So for me, it was not the technical stuff. It wasn't the SHA-256 or it wasn't the, you know, the ledger system. You know, all of that stuff is super important. But for me, that was not it. It was the realization that the money we have right now is broken as hell and we got to find an alternative. You know, so uh, and then, you know, then for me, it was like everything just started to fall into place. You start doing, you know, mm -hmm. Creature from Jekyll Island and you start to read like the history of money, which is where Saifedean comes in. And and then you really start to get this larger perspective on what this is all about. And then if you really like if you're a nerd, then go definitely start with, you know, and I mean, I mean, nerd in the best of ways. Like if you're just that really technical computer driven guy, then definitely start there. Like there's so many facets to Bitcoin that if you have a question about it, focus on that question. Cause that's, what's driving you currently. And then it will spread out and you'll start to like branch into other things like the ethics of Bitcoin and you know, the morality of money and all of these other things that are more important to me than the technical aspect those will all start to happen so i don't know man that's uh that's my two bits on that i suppose but it's interesting it's really interesting that you saw it that way for me when i watch that this i'll just say my click story quickly because yeah i like yours for me i send that video first and i still send that video first to people because i just thought it was so simple i'm pretty sure it was alice and bob and it's like hey Bob gives Alice five bucks and then yeah. Alice yeah, yeah. says, okay, you have five bucks. She knows it and he knows it. And then they tell their friend. So now all three of them know it. And I'm like, 
oh yeah, that's all money is. Why do we need somebody else in charge of all this? I could definitely do this without anybody else. And it's like, it's just peer to peer and all those words. And I'm like, yeah, it's silly that we have a middleman keeping track of all this shit. There's no reason for it. So that was my, uh, like one of my first aha moments. Okay. All right. It's just yeah, like, no, get, I think I think everybody, everybody, out of my life, everybody yeah. has different everybody has different fears and concerns, right? Like the things that worried you or that are are worrying you um, don't always apply to me, you know, and so it's mm-hmm. and everybody is different, but Bitcoin is for friends and enemies. It's for everybody. So uh, like there are some people that they love running the charts on Bitcoin. Like they just um, you know, our buddy Joey over at Canadian uh, Bitcoiners. Like, he loves running charts, and I could not be more bored by that stuff. I really yeah. couldn't, you know? Like, <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. Which is funny because he tried to do it for, like, four days, and then you're like, yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Like, I well, I was excited about it. Like, it, it, I was so excited about it. Like, it was this revelation, and I wanted to get as much as I could, you know? And then I started to realize it doesn't really matter because once you understand again going back to our previous conversation once you understand how bitcoin is designed and then it's designed to succeed then figuring out the the minutiae of how it succeeds is not as fascinating like oh well it's going to have you know it's going to drop 10 points or we're going to have a thousand thousand k can or ten thousand k candle or saying i don't i don't care man call me in 10 years when i'm a millionaire whatever it is and and then i still won't care you know like Number goes up, baby. I'm sorry. I know that's simplistic and whatever, but it's literally how Bitcoin is designed to work. So Yeah, I know. I looked at the trading thing graph, figuring out how to do that for a day. And then I read something that like 90 whatever percent of traders get outpaced by just people that have hodled Bitcoin for the last however many years. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just do this cheat code, do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so much more simple, right? Like it's, it's so much more, uh, simple. It's easier, easier on your emotions. It's easier on like your psyche. You're just like, this is going to like, I was just talking with my buddy justice and we were talking about how, cause now we're, you know, we're getting back up to, um some pretty good numbers you know i'm a little disappointed honestly because i'd love i'd love it to live you know live in the thirty thousands for a little bit longer but uh we were talking because he and i and you i think all kind of got in right as it was like really shooting up you know it went from like 20 to 60 real fast Mm -hmm. and i bought a ton at that higher levels right not 60 not the peak but very close to it Mm -hmm. and um and I was and my buddy Justice did the same thing. And we were talking this weekend, we were hanging out, and we both were like, you know, we understood it well enough then that even when it, dr- it dropped back down, neither one of us was worried about it. Neither one of us felt like, oh my God, I just made the worst mistake ever. Like mm-hmm. it kind of hurt to see it, but it wasn't you knew it was coming right it wasn't uh it wasn't like somebody who invests in the stock market and you watch it drop a thousand points in a day or something you know like because you don't know if that's going to come back you don't know if the stock market's going to keep going down or if they're going to have to shut it down or you know or realizing that they're always going to print more money like there's no hope or future in that kind of thing for me so knowing that bitcoin does what it's designed to do which is eventually go up it's like okay whatever you know it's down right now and 
and that's when I really got into DCA because I realized me trying to find the price every day and worry about it and stuff. It's like not worth it, man. Just DCA, mm-hmm. fix it and forget it. Just go. So, well, that kind of that leads into my question of the day then, because I did that on yeah, purpose, actually. I, well, you did. You did really great, guys. Today, I want to talk about the relationship between money and your emotions whether or not we should have a connection there or why it why it affects us so much and i guess yeah to uh to talk on your point about you know if you're if you're watching the charts this is the this is the problem with okay so th- this is the difference between good traders and idiot traders that would be new that would be like guys like us that are going in just like greg foss said uh when he was on you know if you trade with your emotions and you watch it go up and you get excited and then you watch it go down you get scared and you sell you're selling because of your emotions and then you're losing and then you're not you're not thinking properly so that was another reason that i was just like yeah i don't want to do this trading thing because it's going to stress me out like so yeah to that point why does well first let me ask you doug does money stress you out yes okay now well no yeah lack of money lack of money stresses me out so this is okay so this is kind of the opening so fuck what's his name raw egg nationalism i think is what his name is something like that he tweeted out uh having money's not everything not having it is and this actually i just realized was a quote from kanye west but it's a good or it's a line from kanye west it's a good line and uh when i was reading the comments a couple people uh perceived it in different ways so could you tell me what or yeah, tell me how you feel why money stresses you out or not, and then what your uh, idea of that line is, if it makes sense to you or not. Uh, well, so having money isn't everything, but not having money is everything. Is that the line? I do. Have, right? Oh yeah, I, I forgot that you can't read it. Uh, having money is not everything. Not having it is. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's stupid stuff like uh, the car breaks down. You know, and now the car breaks down and now people can't get to work and now you can't get to work. So you either have to uh, rent a car or you have to uh, take a pay, you know, take a cut in your, your weekly pay. And then, OK, now you've taken a cut in your weekly pay or you've used the money from whatever. I don't know. So now you have less money and now I can't make like it's a snowball effect, you know, so now can't I can't pay my mortgage or. Now I can't get as much food or whatever, or that's, that's my thing. It's like, it's this, you know, if I had, if I had money, if my car breaks down, I would just pay to fix it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's a stressor in the sense that when you don't have it, you really feel that, oh my God, I don't have it, you know? So I think, yeah, all it does is not having money just uh, amplifies your problems a lot yeah right and i hate to say that because the other part of that phrase is true the most important things to me have nothing to do with money Mm -hmm. you know hearing my kids laugh and have a good time uh is way more valuable to me than an extra thousand dollars in my bank account but not having the extra thousand dollars in my bank account means that when the car breaks down everything starts to go to shit and my kids get affected by it you know so it's like like okay perfect example we i just talked about this right 
just talked about this like two weeks ago. Not being, ha- not having money in the bank meant that when the car broke down for our vacation as a family, my kids were crying in the backseat because the car wouldn't get us to where we were going to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So it does affect them. And then that does affect the things that really do matter. Like me but, hearing my children laugh and stuff. Right. But let me ask you this though. This is the interesting thing is that even if you did have money, your car still broke down that weekend. So it's not like the money fixes it. Right. Like, no, but if I had had money, I wouldn't have a van that's, you know, 15 years old and on its yeah. last legs, you know, so that's if the I other had, thing. Right. It's, it's not that, and I'm just challenging you because I'm trying to work this through. It's not having the money to buy the nice car. It's the choosing to buy the night, like the car that works. Cause that's what I'm going through now too. Like I had, and this is what I'm not sure is I had a shitty van that I had for one year. Right. And I chose to buy a shitty van cause it was going to be a work van. But at the same time, I only had enough money to afford a shitty van. So was I justifying that I needed a shitty van or did I just, could I only afford a shitty van? And then if I could afford a nice van, would I want to buy a nice van for a work van? So, well, I think, you know, like, so, so my wife and I have, we had one car payment when we first started. And we realized that was really, really hurting us. Like, cause it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's, it's a, it, so we, once we paid that car off, we pretty much have always done secondhand cars, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes that works out, you know, um, like my, I think I've talked about it before. My, the best deal I ever got was I bought a Buick from my buddy for $500 and it was just for me for getting to and from work and getting around and stuff like it wasn't a family car really because it was a small you know it wouldn't fit all of us basically and it was five hundred dollars and i ran that thing for like five years i ran it right oh. into the ground you know did you, and it's like did you have to put a lot of money into it to keep no it going i know i really didn't actually what? it was pretty much a tank it was pretty much a tank so like well i mean okay i probably should have like when the muffler mm-hmm. fell off I probably should have probably should have put some money into it or it like still drivable. when the seat didn't go up anymore, like it basically was completely down and I ended up like, <laughs> I ended up buying like angle iron and drilling holes into it till, and then like, like bolting the, the seat. So it sat upright. Like nice. I might've wanted to maybe, I don't know, actually, you know, spend some money on it at that point, wow. but it was like, it works. You stretched doing, it. You stretched yeah. it. Oh yeah. You know, like again, it wasn't. It wasn't for my kids, right? It wasn't. I wasn't driving to vacations with it or anything like that. But you know, I don't know. Like I've talked about it before. I'm not. I don't care about cars, and it's it's funny because yeah. I probably should. I probably should care about cars because one of the biggest stressors in my life is vehicles. They always <laughs> yeah. seem to. <laughs> fucking break at the most inopportune times you know yeah, so i deal with that that's funny i didn't know you weren't a car guy i'm also not a car guy but this is okay so then let me ask you this though like and hey just like i say to all our guests man if any of this is too personal like uh, i just kind of sprang this on you so if any of this is too personal we'll just cut it out oh i'll, t- but, I'll tell you to piss off don't worry 
So when you had that car then, right, that you bought for $500 and you said you should have put money into it, did you have money that you could have put into it that you were choosing not to? Or did you have no money to put into it even if you wanted No, to? I mean, again, because we, because it was what I, I did, no, we, we actually, what we were doing was we were paying down other debts by not having a car debt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I... I don't know. I, I don't think that uh, it was the purchase was made. The, the yeah. purchase was made with the exact intent that I performed in mind. You know, yeah. I did not buy that car thinking it was going to solve my. I, I literally I bought that car because the other car we had took a crap on me, mm-hmm. and my alternatives were vehicles I could not afford versus a vehicle I could afford, which would likely only give me six months. And instead, mm-hmm. it gave me, like I said, like five years. Yeah. So you know, what's, you know what's nice about that? Talking about emotions. It's like, so now you've spent the $500 on a car that you know is a piece of shit, for lack of a better word. And so whatever you get out of that car, you're like, this was money well spent. It it's, was all it's all gravy. It's all gravy. Oh, Where, I didn't even tell you the best part. The best part was there we have a we have a service down here called Pedal P E D D L E and they basically they'll buy any car cash in hand off of you doesn't matter nice. like as long as you're honest about it they they basically they hire out a local whatever the local uh junk service is you know the junker service these uh, mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah so they they'll for people that don't junkers will like buy a car and then they'll part out the car so they'll sell like the headlights or they'll sell you know the seats or whatever they can salvage off the car and usually they're going to make bank off of whatever they're buying so point is i ran this car into the ground like and i I, let me just i wasn't beating the hell out of the car just to beat the hell out of the car i ran into the ground because i put like two hundred fifty thousand miles on it in total Mm -hmm. you know like it was going to die kind of a thing so but I did try, like, I changed the oil on it, and I, I tried to take care of it as best I could within a reasonable amount, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I paid the 500 I ran it for five years, and then I sold it to Pedal for, like, $400. So it's like, so, like, yeah. I got five years off of $100, basically. But like, you know was... now, if you, if you uh, calculate for inflation, that $400 you got. True. I probably lost money on the deal overall, but you know, <laughs> just, you would have been like, yo, I got the exact same amount back. It's like, not even, <laughs> not even close. That money shit compared to what you had five years ago. Yeah, it's probably. Just, it's funny. I never, you never thought about things that way before. Okay. So, so yeah, so I guess I want to say like for me, Money, okay. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to talk about the Shark Tank guys. So Kevin O'Leary is like the main dude of that. Show. Are you a fan of the the show or not? I, I used to be. Yeah, I used okay. to watch it quite a bit. Um, okay, I'll yeah. just explain quickly what it is then. If you don't know what it is, it's a show where billionaires invest in new entrepreneurs, and there's some billionaires that have now become celebrities because of this show uh kevin o'leary being one of them and mark cuban being another sort of celebrity and uh whack who's on the show who is a friend of greg foss which is cool so anyway so kevin o'leary always said this line where he's like uh he'd see people crying over money and he's like you don't cry over money like it's not worth crying over and i always had a hard time understanding that because i'm like 
yeah, it's easy for you to say if you have lots of money, but like people cry over money. But I, once he said that a few times more, I really tried to just stop. I tried to understand it, right? It's like, and it gets you to a point where like, yeah, I don't know. Is money worth crying over? If it, if you make your whole life about it, then yes. If all your problems are, like, like I said, if you have a bunch of problems, when you have no money, it's scary as fuck. Like before Bitcoin, I was coming real tight with my money. Uh, just personally, like everything was getting tighter and tighter. And I think this is what's going on to a lot of people in the world. Like I'm not, I'm not the only one that was going through it. So many people, when you look outside, so many people are broke as fuck. You know what I mean? And people well, are and it's getting worse, it. especially this last year, right? Like exactly. So people it's, are. It's stressful, right? Yeah, dude. Like I said, well, at the beginning of this year, gas around me was, I think, like two sixty-five a gallon, and now I'm looking at four dollars a gallon. Yeah. Like, so it's, yeah. So I went from it. like so filling up my car this morning cost me $75, Shit, which is, sucks. you know, that's insane. Yeah. I, no, I don't. So if I had a, oh, hold on a second. If I had a bunch of money, I guess I wouldn't care. But, but I think you still care, but you, it's not as big of a, it's not the end of the world. Like if you only had $75 and you had to buy gas and now you can't feed your kids. Right. Shit gets pretty scary pretty quick. Um, but yeah, you know what? To kind of flip my point on its head here, what I decided to do personally was just like, okay, well, I'm just not going to stress about money. I'll just figure it out instead of worrying about it. And I think that's a big thing that Bitcoin, finding Bitcoin helped me with. Like before I had found what Bitcoin was, I'd really stress about it. And and that's the other thing is like, I didn't understand it at all. You know what I mean? Like I like a lot of people say, I don't get how money works. No, I don't know what the stock market is. Uh, if right. you say you're in finance, I don't like automatically I'm falling asleep. And then people spend their whole lives being scared to learn something they have nothing, no knowledge about. So once you actually take a second to learn how the financial system works, you realize, oh, I'm just not doing it right. Like you change your mind to say, instead of buying shit that devalues, like your car, for example, right? It's like, that car, you know, it's going to devalue, but right. you're going to get five years out of a hundred bucks. Whereas the other car that you're paying uh, payments on, say you buy a car for $30,000. Well, now it's depreciating so fast that you're never going to see that money again. It just, it doesn't make sense to buy. And that's what everybody does. They buy shit that de depreciates in value everything. That was the, that was the biggest change I made. I stopped. Buy, like I basically don't buy fucking anything anymore. I only buy things that I know will hold their value or absolute necessities. And before Bitcoin, I didn't do that. And why didn't I do that? Because I didn't understand money, right? So I don't know. Deep. And that, uh, yeah, I guess once I stopped letting my emotions control how I felt about the money and just fucking sat down and figured it out, it was the first step to being less stressed about it. Cause now I don't really stress about money anymore, but there's more than one reason. It's not just that I understand how it works. It's also that I fucking have some savings saved up if I need it. Yeah. I was so just about to ask, do you have, do you have some sort of, you know, yeah. some sort of cushion to fall onto? A right? little cushion that's, that I never had before. That, that I didn't know how to is do. Probably one of the most alarming statistics since I started <laughs> learning about money 
is like for Americans, right? This is, I don't remember where I heard this statistic, but most Americans, like a large, a scarily large, that's not a word. Scarily is not a word, but a scary spookily, large. Spookily. Spookily. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Uh, a large percentage of Americans cannot handle a $400 emergency. Like a $400 emergency will break some pe- most people in America. Yeah. That, I, I remember reading that too. That is terrifying. Like, I'm. I. I guess I. I don't. I don't know. Do I consider? Could you do you consider yourself lucky, or do you consider consider yourself prepared? If a statistic like that doesn't apply to you, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just. It's. I, th- I think. Yeah, I think it's both of those things. Because yeah, I. I read that as well, and I was like, it's fucking terrifying if you're living your life like that. And I've yeah. been there. The thing is, I've been there. It's like, oh shit, it's one like. Like you said, your problems amplify, right? So your car broke down, you yeah, missed the shift, you do this. So yeah. all of a sudden, it's like one more thing happens and you're fucked. And then what happens? Right. So I really don't know. So yeah, speaking about emotions again, it's like, I don't know where the, f- I don't know where I would have been. Because when you're really, really in debt and really can't figure anything out, like for me, I was getting pretty depressed. I was getting scared. And uh, yeah, I tend to shut down. That's what yeah. I do. You know, I just, I'm like, okay, I'll deal with it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, it's like, okay, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Like, it's just, you push it off if you don't have an answer. Yeah. And that was something that, that was something actually I learned from my pops growing up. It was this idea of, um, you know, because I didn't grow up in money. You know, my, my folks weren't overly wealthy or anything. And mm-hmm. his whole thing kind of was, uh, I will... I kind of lost my train of thought here. Go yeah. ahead, take it. Cause I, I did. I just, no, it was, it was basically, it was this idea of like, if, uh, if you have money problems, you know, oh, that's what it was. He always got the most negative, the most emotional, trying to tie it back to what we're talking about here with emotions and money, the most emotional and most irritated or whatever was when he never felt like there was an out right? If there was no tunnel to success or no tunnel to victory or whatever you want to call it, you know, any, and no path out, that was the worst. And what I've learned, like I learned that lesson because I'm the same way. If I know there's a way out, but it's, even if it's a long path, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. It's when I start to feel like there's no way out of this. There's nothing I can do. My hands are totally tied. I'm just going to have to slog. And even then the slogging might not get me out of it. You know, like that's when I start to feel awful. And I think for me, um, understanding that there's always a way out. Uh, and we're seeing this now a lot in the United States, actually. So not to, I don't want to, jump too hard into the COVID thing or whatever, but it is, it's a reality, but there are people getting fired right now because they're not going to take the vax and people are freaking out rightfully. So I'm not trying to diminish any of any of the emotions that they're feeling because they don't, for whatever reason, they don't religious or they've already had it and they want to trust, you know, years of evolution that's called, you know, natural immunity or, They just don't like the fact that someone's forcing them to do something, you know, Mm -hmm. but because of whatever reason, they're going to be pushed out of their job. Sometimes jobs that they've spent 30, 40 years at, 
you know, all of a sudden now they're expendable. They, the, the job needed you there every day, but when you need the job, go, go piss off. We don't care. So one of the things that struck me and I, cause somebody was talking about like, you know, I'm, I'm losing my job, whatever, you know, it was like a week from now or something and I'm really scared and, and I don't know what to do. And I just reached out to him and I'm just like, listen, man, if those guys with bags of oranges can make a living on, you know, on the streets of, you know, LA or whatever, you can figure this out too. It's going to suck and not trying to diminish your, your fear. Cause it is scary, but you can find the, the silver, you can find the way out. You can find the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to keep your head clear enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he heard me or not. He never responded, but it was like, I hope he did. I hope he could find that light at the end of the tunnel because everyone goes to i think most people i can't say everyone because you know there are some people that whatever you know the kids of mark cuban are never going to have to fucking worry about finding the light at the end of the tunnel like daddy's going to take care of that shit i'm sure but um i think a lot i think more people off well i mean let's look at it this way poverty is not the exception to the human experience it's usually the rule you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I think it's arguable to say that most people at some point in their life, no matter where they came in in history, no matter where they live in the world, they experience poverty and they experience that feeling of panic and tightness of the chest. And they look at their kids and they freak out. And like, that's a very common experience that is probably more common than any other experience, to be honest. And I think the only thing I can forward on that subject is twofold number one there is a way out there always is because as long as you're breathing there's a way out you got to figure it out and it's totally individualized there is no get rich quick scheme usually i mean there isn't there's no one there is none and and it's going to be personalized to you the things that will work for me are not going to work for you but that you have them you know like i can i can make more leather or I can, I mean, I could go back to construction, I guess, or whatever, you know, like there's always a thing you could do and you just got to figure out what that is for you. And you have to find your own light at the end of the tunnel. Cause once you have that light, then things aren't so bad. They just aren't like, there's this physical weight that gets removed from you when you realize I'm not dead in the water. I'm not done. I have more, I, I have more life and you know, I can, I can, kick and scream a little longer here so i don't know man that's yeah, that's pre- option one but option two is obviously figure your shit out and then i don't care if it's just getting the fold app and spinning for sats or shake pay in canada get bitcoin start putting it in and you're gonna see a change i promise you you're gonna see a change in your attitude when you start to understand you have the hardest bestest money of all time and no one can fuck with it and it's in your, you know, it's in your personal wallet and everything, and you got your keys and it's your coin, man, it does make a massive difference. You know, it really, really does. So mm-hmm. did I steal your thunder on that? I didn't mean to, but. No, I agree with that. I just want to, I want to touch on something else just about emotions and like the thing of losing, losing your job. This is the problem with, with money right now. And if somebody's, I, I think a lot about people that are listening that don't have, like, that don't have anything and what what it does to your emotions when you lose your job and on on top of that if you don't have any money all it's doing is amplifying your stress because you don't have a choice you just have to get the next job 
offer you possibly can right it's like right. like once you realize okay i don't have any money and i don't have a job well, what's what are your choices die or fucking get a job basically right because you need to eat so you're going to get the first job you can whereas if you have savings if you take care of yourself and then you're working a job at, at a certain point you get to say hey i'm working this job just for money but i have the money i need to survive for the next year and a half then you get a chance to take a step back and actually choose what you want to do. Choose somebody that you want to work with, choose good people, find a better situation for your life. And that's another, that's another way that your emotions can be so affected by. And I'm going to say this, I want to jump, I want to springboard off of that. And it's, this is totally anecdotal, but I have found if I'm in a position where I'll go after, let's say I'm going to do a job interview, which I haven't had a job interview in forever, but the jobs that I interviewed for where in the back of my head, I was like, I kind of don't care if I get this job or not. Like I want this job, but if I don't get it, I'm not going to be crushed. I'm not going to be mm -hmm. ruined. Those were always the jobs I got. And the jobs where I was like, oh Jesus, I need this job so bad. Please, 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 please pick me. I never got those jobs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if they could just smell the desperation on me or whatever, but uh, as somebody who's had quite a few jobs, when I was in a job interview, you know, I mean, you always try to put your best foot forward. I was never like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to answer your questions. I was never like that. But mm -hmm. there were jobs that I walked into where I was like, if I don't get this, it's not the end of the world and I'm going to be fine. I guess I just interview better that way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's maybe helpful to somebody listening, looking for a job. Like, I, I guess we're kind of turning this into a, a clinic it's, on, on, you know, job confidence, right? Like. No, it's kind of, well, that's kind of what uh, I'm yeah. saying. It, it's weird because, okay, th th I want to flip it completely uh, 180 degrees here in a second. Cause yeah, if, if you go, it, ch it changes, having money changes your whole mood. When you have no money, you're stressed out. So when you go into a job, you're freaking out that you need to get the job. If you have a little bit of savings, you go into the job, you're not too stressed out. You're more yourself and you're going to get the job. Um, so to flip flop that, to kind of shake things up a bit here, this is the other problem with letting your, oh yeah. So to sum that all up, basically just act like you have money and then you're going to, it'll come to you. Like you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. If you're stressing about money all the time, you're just going to be stressing forever. Just let go of the stress that money causes and trust yourself and believe in yourself and you can achieve anything. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> come on. Come on. I, I had to lay it in there. Okay. So this is the flip flop though, right? Is if you're, oh yeah, so if you're somebody that is always stressing, this is my theory, if you're somebody that's always stressing about money, scared that you don't have it, nervous that you're not going to have it, what happens then if you do get some money and you do have a bunch and then your emotions are still connected to it, so now instead of it being a sad emotion, now you have it so it's a happy emotion, you're excited, you're overjoyed just because you're quote unquote rich and you see this in so many people, but what happens to these people they st start buying shit that they don't need. And then, I mean, and this is why that's saying, this is a very, very cliche saying, but money doesn't buy happiness. And it's, it's not that it doesn't buy happiness. It doesn't, but people that try to buy happiness with just having money. So even if me and you are, even if our friend, like any of us are rich beyond our wildest dreams, fiat wise in uh, Bitcoin terms, 
in the future, if we say, now I have money, I'm going to buy a big house because that's what I wanted when I was broke. And I'm going to buy a fast car because that's what I wanted when I was broke. Once you get that shit, you're still going to be sad because you really don't give a fuck about anything. All you care about is your money and then you spent the money. So now you have stuff and you're broke again. So now you're sad with all your junk. So trying to, uh, I don't know, that's kind of my rant is for people that are rich. Yeah, I, I think, I just don't I get think it. I wouldn't necessarily, I get what you're saying, but I would, I guess what I would say is if you're, and we've kind of touched on this before a little bit on this, on this podcast, but this idea that somehow stuff fixes things, that's not true. But at the same time, if you, if you need stuff in order to do a hobby or, you know, if you, if you really like to travel, like you need, you need money to travel, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, or if you, I don't know, if you, any, I mean, basically anything, right? You need money. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. right? If you're a painter, yes. you do leather work, you're a woodworker, you like to carve marble, whatever it is, you got to have money, right? So the question becomes, do I want these things because they are things that genuinely make me happy and therefore the pursuit of money feeds that happiness? Or am I pursuing money to get things because I think that's going to make me happy? Those are those are very different attitudes, you know, they're, they, and they can be conflated very easily, you know, like somebody, well, like who was that moron that was on Twitter recently where he's like showing off his Lambo, you know? Yeah. There, the, so that's what I was going to say. There's BitBoy crypto, but it happened yeah. again this week on Twitter. Did you see the new one? Yeah. Somebody Mike else was, or other, or... Yeah, he was dunking on, I think he was dunking like on for the haters or like, something for the right? trolls. Here's my fucking Lambo. Yeah. Here's my Lambo. And it's like, how does that, so, Are I mean, you, how does that actually make, does, does driving fast make you happy? If Is that your thing? Because if that's your thing, then why would you buy a car that you can only drive at best 70 miles an hour? You know, yeah. like, but if, but some people genuinely love driving fast. So why wouldn't you, stuff, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you fund a lifestyle that, that, takes you to tracks and and you know or even start a small racing company like there there are plenty of small like i don't know if you know this but uh there are lots of tiny circuit racers right i've, I've met i actually met a guy maybe 15 years ago he did small circuit racing and his his job was race car driver but he was never going to get on like the nascar circuit and stuff like that but there are plenty of like little racing circuits that he could be on and it's like but he was living his dream and he was he was just like me, dude, like blue collar, basically. And we'd sit and drink beers together and we'd play the same poker games. And but that's what he did for a living. He was funding an actual dream, an actual like a, a thing in life that enhanced his life. Mm -hmm. This guy on Twitter, you bought a Lambo. So fucking what? You, yeah, you, you so still hate your job, probably. Right. <laughs> so it's like if your if your dream is to buy an expensive thing. God, how disappointing must that be? Right, like you, you That's work crazy. your whole life and you buy that expensive thing. Now what? What, what you just gonna like? Now your dream is what? Buy another expensive thing? I don't get it. You know, like I don't understand that idea. I would much rather if if he had said bought a, bought a racing team because I've always loved racing or I, I don't know whatever. Just like, don't, I don't flex. Just don't flex your money. Like if that if that's all you're doing, you bought a car yeah, to if, show if, off. Your if car. your whole goal in getting money is to flex your money, 
I'm Nobody sorry, man. A- NGMI, you are not going to make it. Cause All the, yeah, anybody anybody that knows how money works is going to say you're a fucking idiot. So now you just look like an idiot, and you look right. like a superhero to what? A bunch of fucking other morons. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's a very it's a very discreet. Like you know, I had a cousin who he loved going fast, and I mean, I, I don't want to. He and I weren't it's, friends or anything, so it's whatever. But he just loved going Bobby. fast. Yeah, he was he was kind of yeah he's kind of a Ricky Bobby, you know. But that was his thing, and and I I can't I can't disrespect that, you know. If that's what you get a rush on, if you get a rush on jumping out of airplanes, figure out how to become you know a dive uh, what's it called the dive master. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I forget I don't know what they're called. But oh, to like, be a skydiving instructor. Yeah, yeah, skydiving instructor. That was one of my called... goals to be a really I gonna, yeah. I was going to be a skydive instructor. I was talking to the guys the first time I went jumping. And, oh, uh, you did? I, was, I didn't know this. Oh, dude, yeah. It's one of the greatest days of my life. This, I recommend everybody go skydiving. But yeah, I was talking to the guys. Oh, I was like, yeah, I want, to, uh, I want to do what you guys do. I want to be a skydive instructor. They're like, yeah, man, we just come in when somebody else wants to jump and we get to jump for free. Like, there's no money to be made here. So it's right. like, oh. Right. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's not a real job. I was sad. But, yeah, uh, but you could go you do get it. To ju- you get to jump for free, basically, right? So right. it's like, and if that's what if that's cool. what gets your rocks off, man, then you should do that. But again, that doesn't cost you anything, really, right? Like you have to pay yeah. for some lessons, I'm sure, at the beginning. You have to fund that, but then you know, and I, I'm assuming you have to buy a parachute and stuff like that. But if that's what really excites you, like that's your big rush, then then you don't need a Lambo. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I think. I I think what it comes down to, what I've tried to figure out here is that uh, when you, when you think about the money and the emotions that people get from their money, like what you're really doing, if you're trying to be a happy person, if you're sad because you're broke and you're working towards being, I don't like saying a happy person because like just somebody that's content with their life, right? What you want to do is maximize your time. And if you have no money, then all your time is taken up worrying about money and how to get it. And right. if you understand how money works and how to save and what to do, then you get to maximize your choices and thus maximizing your time to spend and enjoying your life. So the guy that worked for a year to buy a Lambo, he opened the Lambo. He said, oh, cool, there it is. He drives it once a year and then that's it. But the person that spends, uh, like your friend, that spends months or their years of their life doing what they love, I mean, Who's the real winner here? Right. Yeah. I mean, what happens just as a caveat, what, what happens if that guy takes his, uh, his Lambo, his happiness, quote unquote, right. And he gets T-boned in the intersection just down from his house. Right. And it's wrecked, totally Mm -hmm. wrecked. This Lambo is your happiness was tied up in a thing that literally was destroyed in five seconds, you know, whereas as the, the guy used to drink beers with, he'd wreck all the time. That wasn't the exciting part for him. It wasn't the stuff. It was the experience. It was what he was doing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. Like that, maybe that sounds too, too mm. hippy dippy. I don't know, but like it is I the think, experience. It's not the stuff. Yeah. This is. Uh, this was what was important that uh, when I first contacted you, particularly because when you said you were into crypto, I was like, what the f- 
I didn't see you going that way. Like what? And that's when, uh, yeah, finally you came around and like, oh, Bitcoin. Yes, I understand. This is different because crypto guys are all about getting getting rich, and I think they're, they're going to be very, massive gains, bro. They're going to be fucking sad. It's going to be a lot of sad rich people, and I just. If you're sad when you're broke, you're going to be sad when you're rich. If you're happy when you're broke, you're going to be okay when you're rich. And I think that's what you should work on more than focusing on, don't focus on the money, focus on yourself and then trust that what you're doing with your life is something that you love to do and you'll be okay. And buy Bitcoin. And buy Bitcoin. And that way you will, you will have, have the hard work that you've put in be saved forever so that you can always do the things that you want to do that aren't just stuff. That's that's the way I look at it. Like it's it's very simplistic, but I'm not into Bitcoin because I'm going to be a millionaire. Even though I do think that will be true. I'm into Bitcoin because I don't want the hard work that I put into life just gone away because some nerd in the Fed added a couple extra zeros on this week's, you know, money printing press. I just, I, I can't stomach that. That irritates me. Yeah. I absolutely. want, I want I, my, what makes me happy is not being beholden to anyone. That's what turns me on. That's what gets me going. I want to live my life and I want everyone else to leave me the hell alone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's asking too much as a free human being. Right. And unfortunately it seems like, that can't happen, you know, because because I owe people money and there's always some government agency with its hand out or whatever. And it's like, if I had money, like a Jeff Bezos or a Mark Cuban, you know, it, I'll buy them off. Go away. Don't bother me ever again. Here's 20 grand. Goodbye. You know, I'll do that. I don't care. Just leave me alone. I don't care what it costs. Just leave me alone. Yeah. So... so- to wrap it up, it's just like uh, it was your dad that said this, or your your granddad that said, uh, "What you get stressed when you feel there's no way out." Well, what that having was my dad. it was your dad. So, yeah. it, having money gives you nothing more than more options of ways out. And when you don't yep. have it, you feel trapped. So let go of that feeling of being trapped, and open up your options to have more choices in your life. And Bitcoin grants that if you let it just stop spending money on stupid shit. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess. I, I, think, I think you should enjoy the trip on the way, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, like me going on vacation that cost me fiat that mm. cost me money. I could have, you know, plowed into Bitcoin, but I think what I got out of it, spending time with two really good close friends and we had good conversations and we had fun and good laughter and amazing food. Like for me, that is, that's worth everything, you know, Mm -hmm. like being able to hang out with justice and vagrant Dave and, and talking to them like real people and sharing ideas and concerns and fears and like just being real people with somebody, which I'm not really good at because I hate most people. That was, um, it was uh, like without overselling it. It's one of the best times I've had in years, honestly, this other this than all the, the Monday nights at nine, right? Other than, yeah, 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 yeah. And my wife and kids, they're great. Too. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like the, in terms of what I traded in fiat, right? I guess this is my point. I don't want to just be like, so like you're taking a path that I could never take. 
right? Well, like you've taken I, this, you've taken this extreme um, monk lifestyle where you're going to sell off. Or I, honestly, I don't even know to, how you're getting your wife to do it. Because let me let me understand. Let me just explain one thing to you, though. Yeah, okay. It's that, uh, like how you. Oh, was, this is a couple of points here, but how you said, like, you have to spend your money on things that you would enjoy and, um, you had a great time with your friends, like because of Bitcoin, if I didn't have Bitcoin, whether you agree with mine and Doug's beliefs on what fucking COVID is and everything, if you think Ontario is going to shit or not, I wouldn't even have had the option to leave. I wouldn't have. I, I'm sure of that. If I didn't find Bitcoin, I wouldn't have been able to save up enough money to leave. So because of Bitcoin, I am going to. I'm like, I have to use some of it. I'm going to use some of it to fucking get the fuck out of Ontario. And that's a choice that was granted to me because I was able to save, but it also helps my stress because of how stressed I am living in this province. I don't have to feel that stress. I get the choice to, to leave, but, oh yeah. And then that said, uh, like you said, I was, I, and then I get to make another choice right on my way there. Cause it's like a five day drive. So yeah. at first we were like, okay, well, I guess we'll just, I don't know, sleep in parking lots, <laughs> just whatever. I'm like, no, you know what I mean? Like you, you make that like, or find a shitty motel. It's like, no, we're going to, I'm like, yo, let's book some dope ass Airbnbs. We've never done it before. We'll get like some cool cabin that we'll stay in one night. And, you know, and we'll make a really good, like, it'll be like a vacation trip across the country. So that's another, uh, I'm excited to do that. But you have to, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that otherwise. But I'm choosing to, I'm choosing to. Yeah, I just, I guess, for the listener, I just wanted to be really clear that Bitcoin is a journey, and it's also a destination that enhances your journey. Does that make sense? Does that does that sound wise and cool? It does sound wise and cool. Like it's it's it is a journey, but you have to enjoy that journey because otherwise, you are really like. If your whole thing is I'm going to sell all my chairs and I'm just going to buy the shit out of Bitcoin and then I'm going to eat ramen for the next 50 years and just buy Bitcoin and eat ramen in my in my apartment that uh, I have no chairs. That's not it, man. That I don't I don't think that's the play. Right. Like Bitcoin is supposed to some is is something that enhances your life. It doesn't it doesn't become this. And, you know, this is the thing. What's that? Yeah, well, but even more, I think my point is, is like, I've seen a lot, especially lately, because there's this big, for those that don't know, there's this big backlash right now on toxic maxis on Twitter. And this, there's this attitude of like, Bitcoin is our God. And it's like, I don't, I don't see that as being true at all. Bitcoin is, is a thing that allows me to become more free. And therefore, I respect the hell out of it, and I enjoy it, and I appreciate it. But it's not my God. Like I, I don't live to serve Bitcoin. No, I live to serve a living God that I believe in as a Christian. There's a big difference, and and I don't want to give somebody the impression that what you should do is sell all your stuff and buy Bitcoin. No, what you should do is sell all your stuff if you need to because it's cluttering your life. Buy yeah. Bitcoin, and then. Once that's once all of that value is secured, then figure out how you want to live your life and then go after it. And like Jeff, if that means you got to sell some Bitcoin in order to achieve your goals, do it. Bitcoin is not your master. Bitcoin is what frees you from masters. 
you know another one another good one nice. oh my god i'm so good i'm gonna put that in the beginning of the show oh, so anyways we're gonna show every time <laughs> what's that <laughs> nothing oh no, um, i try to i actually do try to balance it up no, you're doing good you're doing good but i said some really good stuff tonight so i'll probably but anyways okay. so yeah what so, i want to say was I, I am let me just say this to you okay. as a yeah. as a as a person to person i think it's scary as hell what you're doing and i'm proud as hell of you for doing it because like that is that what you're doing right now would terrify the hell out of me i'm not gonna lie yeah, you know and it, it, do you have a job lined up i was looking i, I got a couple emails out i'm never stressed about work because i know enough shit that somebody will hire me when i moved the last time i moved i was stressed i i called like i think i had like 30 <laughs> interviews set up with people and then i just ended up working with the first guy <laughs> but this time i'm just like i'll go out there i'll find somebody it'll be okay All and right. plus like i'm hoping i'm hoping to just it also comes down to how much money you spend, right? Like once I, I used to stress, oh, I need to make this much money, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you only have to make enough money so that you can eat and have a roof over your head. That's it. And then save the rest. It was that like when you live on a standard of money that you just want to spend all the time, you're make like a couple years ago, maybe this is only a year ago, I was working eight, 18 hour days making way more money than i am now but by the end of the year that i was working with that guy i had nothing to show for it it was all right. gone on right. on whatever it was gone on games and drinks and food and everything else right so once i started working less i was actually able to save more and again that's putting your your mental health first taking care of yourself not being so stressed about money all the time not being scared that if you don't have it everything's going to fall down so it's maybe just, this is yeah. a question you want to answer at another time, but I do. I just it just popped into my head. Would you recommend? Let's say somebody's listening right now, and they're like, "Okay, I got it. I understand what Bitcoin is. I don't own any of it yet, but I get it." Would you recommend and say something like, <clears throat> "Here's what you should do." I'm going to say it, and you tell me if you agree with it or not. If you're a young person, let's say you're single and you don't have any other commitments. You get, you've listened to us now for two seasons and you get it and you're ready to start buying. My recommendation would be find a job that you can tolerate, work your ass off, volunteer for extra shifts, work on weekends, do whatever, stack as many SAS as you can for five years and just see what happens. Take those five years. Don't take vacations. Don't, uh, don't go out to eat all the time. Like don't eat ramen and just like chicken and rice or some shit like that. Like enjoy your life to a certain extent, but your main focus is just stacking sats for five years. I would be willing to bet if I was a young man, let's say, right. If I was shit, 30 years old. And if I had spent my, from 30 to 35 doing this advice right now, I would never have to work again in my opinion. Right. Okay. So yeah so what do you think uh i agree uh i have a couple thoughts well this the the whole idea of never having to work again that has always bothered me and i don't know if i've said this before on the show but it's a it's a, somebody that i always think of betty white okay this is one of my realizations is betty white is like fucking 98 years old and she's doing another movie and anybody that's obsessed with money is like, wow, she really loves money than if she's working in another job. And I always thought of it, 
she's not working because she needs the money, you idiot. She's working because she fucking loves what she does. So you can either you could potentially get a job that you can tolerate, as you said, and work like a madman for five years and stack enough sets as you don't have to work again, but you still have to live for the rest of your life. No, and I so should caveat you... that because you and I have talked about it before. I don't think I don't think anyone should ever retire. I guess well, what I when I when I say you never have to work again, I mean work in like the slogging it out, doing yeah. a job. Like I'm talking about I can now pursue things that will make me money that don't have to make me money. You know, like mm-hmm. whatever that is, painting or I don't so know, to, yeah, so to answer your question, I would say that if you don't have any job, yeah, you should find whatever job you can get. And then, and then throughout the five years, see if you can find, like, weave your way into something that you do like to do so that you're already enjoying your life. Because again, if you're only working for money to at the hopes of one day being free of working, well, then you're putting all your emotions and your stress on your job to make as much as possible. And if you make more one week or less the next week, you're going to be stressed about that. Whereas if you're just enjoying your life on a day to day, you enjoy what you do, you enjoy the people you're around, then you're already winning. I mean, to That's say another true. cliche thing, I mean, fuck, you don't know if you're going to die tomorrow, so you should enjoy every day. That That's something uh. that I've. Right, that's something that I yeah. Believe maybe into. you get the beginning of the show now. I don't know. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about finding balance, man. And Bitcoin does help you find that balance. I think that's we we can both agree on that. Is that Absolutely. Bitcoin helps you figure out where the where your barometer is in in life. So, mm-hmm. so I just want to yeah. I want to close it by saying this is my thought: is that don't let Bitcoin just be a way for you to get rich let it teach you more about what it means to fucking i don't want to say be alive but what it means to take care of yourself and take care of money like there's more to bitcoin than just the fact that it is a money there's so much more to learn about money than just having it and i think that's very important so i I just wanted to say that yeah Uh i agree with that okay cool Anything All else right. you want to say on the topic? We did pretty good. No, man. Uh, that was that was kind of cool. So, cool. I, I just right. I hope people hear that because I I do, like I said, I know a lot of people are going through some hard times right now, and I hope that they can try to find the light at the end of the tunnel, as opposed to just feeling panicked. Because I've I've been panicked. It's not mm-hmm. fun. It's not good, and it doesn't it doesn't yield any results. You know, no. it doesn't make anything better. <laughs> the the last book i read before finding bitcoin was the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and front page of that book you know it says don't panic it's don't the most panic. important thing and i absolutely I, I always think about that okay so it's now right. time for why bitcoin presents your weekly price check yes it is it's time for uh, why Bitcoin's uh, weekly price check. <laughs> One day we're gonna have this sound good. No, it's it's gonna. Be, it was perfect. We did it fine. It's fine. We did it good. All okay. right. So real uh, fast, we had Greg Foss on last week, and Greg did not like this game. I don't know if you picked up on that. He hated this game. Was not a fan. No, was not a fan. Um, Greg, as our guest said, sixty-three thousand zero zero eight forty-one, and he, he only said, said that because he, he said something math, else, yeah. and I did some math quickly, and we decided I decided that's what he said because yeah. 
you know, I'd say he it's said my nothing. show. It's my show. You yeah, know man. what? It's every, my show. Every guest I've said, you don't have to play if you don't want to, and then you pushed him to play. I was like, come on, Randy, doesn't have to. Play. No, I know. I don't I, care. The, the press don't is, care. A this is our game for some people. We have we All have right. played this game pretty much every week since what week two or something like that. Was it of our first we, season? I feel like I would have started episode one. I don't, I don't know. know. So, I to go back. Well, episode one is lost to history. I don't even know where to find it anymore. So oh, okay. Well, um, let's see. So, Price, oh, let's just say this. Hey, every week we have new listeners. I forget about that. So, hey, if you're a new listener to the show, every week uh, Doug and I both make a guess for what the price of one Bitcoin is going to be at the next recording of the podcast. We have a bet on the line. It's currently for 105,000 sats. If uh, Doug is closer to the price, we just go up or down, right? We, that's the rules. It's like, who's ever closer, who's ever uh, closer by, right. by the number gets a point. And at the end of the season, the person will win the pot. Okay, so what was... So last week, Greg was $63,008.41. I was 63000 even, okay? And then you were 59999999 That's right. Okay, so I'm doing, I'm doing some math right now. So, Are you going to bitbo.io? No, I pulled it up on my phone. Oh, oh my God, it's so close. Wait, what was your score? Super close. I, I, so I have it right now. Bitcoin is at sixty-one thousand seven hundred forty-six and forty-one cents. That's what mm -hmm. my little app says. So that puts me fifty-nine. Okay, and then you were sixty-one thousand seven four six point. 41 minus 59 999.99 you oh, won wow. right what did what uh, was your guess 63 63,000 even yeah so you you won i did yeah that's a difference honestly dude this is the closest i think we've ever legitimately Son been of a bitch All right. yeah dude there's a difference of what is that like five no like 490 yeah, or 510. 510, I think, that. between the two of us, yeah. give or take. $500 difference, man. But yes, I, I did squeak we that one out it. this week. If we were playing, if we were playing Can't Go Over Rules, I would have won. But we've never played those we've rules. We've never played Can't Go Over Rules. That's never been a thing. So it's so. fine. Okay. Yay, you won. So the score is currently uh, Doug in the lead with seven points. I'm trailing behind with five points. Okay. Pot currently sitting at 105,000 sats. It's going to be a lot by the end of the year. Yeah, we need a guest on that actually can play this game because we're too good now. Like, we're actually getting, I don't know well, if we've we haven't noticed, had guests on. I know, we're getting close. It's weird. These, we're, these, these please subscribe couple. to our TA um, newsletter. <laughs> we'll go through all the ins and outs of where we come up with the price score check. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you know how we pick it because it's totally, totally not random. Lots of graphs yeah. going on, and you can you can learn just like we can about what the price yeah. is going to be. Okay. Yeah, just Shall subscribe we? for all my trading secrets, bro. <laughs> so, all right, why don't we take uh, thirty seconds here? Oh, let's make sure you add in the song this week. Yes. You forgot to yes. add. I, <laughs> yes, I, I got is that it. just a thing? 
Is that a thing dude. you're doing? You're just missing one sound effect every week? Yeah, I just want to see if you're paying attention. One sound you know? effect is always missing. No, it's my favorite podcast to listen to. Hi, me in the future. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 30 All right. seconds. 30 Let's seconds. Go. I may or may not have the Jeopardy theme song. Go. right on yeah i just i just sing the little song inside my head nice that's how i do the 30 seconds so all right jeff uh as a winner i guess uh, i'll have to go first mm-hmm. uh and oh for everybody that's new to the show we actually do try to be actually fair so we write it down first we don't change our answers that's the rule i said sixty-three thousand one twenty-three forty-five. I just I just tapped it up a little, just tap tap tap, just a little bit up. Okay, okay, I went bullish. I don't know, man. I, I went sixty four thousand five hundred ninety nine cents. Five hundred and ninety nine cents. So ATH right now is sixty four thousand eight fifty eight. So if we go over that, we're in a new all time high criterion. I don't know if we're, maybe we break it, or maybe we just keep hovering under it. We'll see what happens. Right, what's your, you got a logic for that? Do you have a reason? Well, there's a, I don't know, man. There's a lot of shit going on, and it's Q4 of 2021. It's supposed to get fucking wild. Do you follow? Do you follow Dylan? Uh, Dylan something? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right, file, vaguely. Familiar. I don't know. I follow a couple of the TA guys just for fun because they also just post like cool content. But uh, everybody's saying the same thing, so we'll see what happens. Q4 is supposed to be crazy for us, huh? It's supposed to be, yeah. We'll see All how right, it goes. Let me, let me just say this, and then I'll let you wrap it up, but again, because Greg Foss is like, he's, he's put bad juju on this game for me now. <laughs> this is not this is not us actually thinking the price. It, this is not even us caring about the price. This is just a fun thing that we do between the two of us, and hopefully you guys enjoy it too. Um, we don't know anything you know, and um, it's literally just fun. That's it. That's all this is. If you don't like it, that's fine. It's not your podcast. I don't care. So, because um, I do enjoy here. this. This actually becomes a moment of like an interesting tension for me every week. I like that. Um, I love the fact that we're putting 105,000 sats on the line and like some, one of us is going to have to pay the other guy. And then like 10 years from now, that's going to be like, a citadel you know we're gonna like we're gonna be buying lambos with that hundred and five thousand sats so (laughs) throw everything out we said today (laughs) we're we're in it for the lambos we're in it for the lambos all right guys all right take it out jeff thanks for listening stay happy don't get stressed out about not having money don't get uh elated when you have too much money just fucking be chill everything's gonna be okay and uh always remember why ask what if you could ask why what okay good